Okay, it's time to discuss more of the headlines in detail and in simple keywords with Adam, who's joining us over Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Joan. All right, let's get started right away. Uh, today marks the uh, 100 days, so the first keyword of the day is... 100 days. Exactly. So uh, we got a little bit of a head start. We discussed the possibilities of this significant deadline actually on Monday a little bit. But officially today is the exact 100th day of President Yoon Suk-yeol's administration. Uh, and he is uh, scheduled for a special press conference to mark this date. What can we expect? That's right. So the conference will be held at the presidential office at 10 a.m. It's set to last 40 minutes. Now, the president will give opening remarks before taking questions uh, from reporters. It'll actually be Yoon's first kind of formal press conference, though he has spoken to reporters uh, on a near daily basis while arriving uh, for work while he was uh, uh, at Yongsan. Now, his administration has been suffering, of course, from weeks of unusually low approval ratings for the president. Uh, the ratings have been kind of in and out of the 30% range. It has slightly uh, risen recently. Pollsters largely attribute the decline to Yoon's personnel choices, as well as some other kind of uh, controversial policy directions as well. Um, Yoon has been widely expected to carry out a shake-up at the presidential office around the 100-day mark. So that'll kind of be the focal point of the, the press conference and whether uh, any details will come out remains to be seen. Uh, despite calls by some for an overhaul in the interest of improved operations at the top office, the reshuffle is kind of anticipated to be minor, though. Uh, watchers say it is likely to focus more on reinforcing the organizational uh, organizational capacity uh, of the presidential office. Um, Yoon has said that he did not think a staff reshuffle should be linked to political gains or losses. That's an apparent reference to his low approval numbers. So we'll have to keep our um, eyes and ears open to see the scale and extent of, uh, of what the reshuffle, if it does happen, uh, entails. Thus, most uh, inaugural senior members, including Presidential Chief of Staff Kim Degi and Senior uh, Political Affairs Secretary Izin Bok, are widely expected to be retained. There is speculation, though, that uh, Kim and Hae, who was uh, Yoon's spokesperson when he was uh, president-elect, and she's also a former uh, PVP lawmaker, will be appointed to a post at the top office. But again, nothing confirmed. We'll have to see if any details come out uh, in the press conference today. Right. And uh, speaking with some of my journalist friends who are actually stationed at the presidential office in Yongshan, um, they also talk about how because of the move, the la well, I don't know if it's last minute, but the move to a new facility mm -hmm. and um, just the overall smoothness of operations is, is very herky-jerky in terms of um, how right. press conferences are arranged and how, how the, I guess, they just have a lot of complaints on the first couple of uh, days or weeks of the presidential office and how they're running the operations. And that's, that, you think that might actually cause some bad press as well? Because mm -hmm. you got to keep the uh, journalists happy a little bit, right? Uh, it could be, of course. Uh, they're, they're probably more suited and used to going to Chongwade. Uh, right, the Blue House. <laughs> Right, and uh, the Yongsan area, as we all know, is a, it's an area that's prone to a lot of traffic, and uh, especially 
uh, at 10 a.m. Of course, there's still a bit of a rush hour at the, that time as well in Central Seoul. So, yeah, it could be a bit of inconvenience uh, depending on who you speak to. But again, there might be some who say that it might be more of a convenience. It might be closer by to, say, some of the offices of these media outlets. Uh, a lot of them are situated in Gwanghamun as well, which is not that far uh, but yeah, we'll have, uh, I mean, you can't please everyone, I guess. Yeah, and I, I'm sure everyone is still getting adjusted to their new environment and to their new right. um, posts. Okay, let's jump over to the second keyword of the day. Housing plan. To stabilize the real estate market and provide more homes in Korea, the government has unveiled its first set of housing supply plans. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I uh, have been getting some uh, hints at what uh, it will be uh, entailing and the government has kind of been saying that a, a detailed plan will come out and it has come out with it and it in, uh, includes the supply of 2.7 million new homes across the country over the next five years. So basically during Yoon Sung-yeo's term. Now around 1.6 million houses will be supplied in the capital region 500,000 of which will be in the uh, capital city, Seoul. That's more than a 50% increase, actually, from the amount supplied over the past five years for the capital anyway. And by easing regulations, roughly 520,000 houses will be supplied by reconstructing old buildings and redeveloping rundown areas. Uh, 1.3 million houses will be supplied through private-led projects, which will allow buildings to have a a floor area ratio to 500%. So some incentives there. This will allow developers to construct taller buildings with more housing units. Now, the government plans to build a so-called uh, compact cities, which are within one kilometer from subway or railway stations. Basically, houses in those kind of locations tend to be more expensive, of course. Now, the land ministry will also work to resolve housing weak to uh, natural disasters. This comes to several people living uh, in semi-underground houses, more commonly known in Korea as Panjia houses, died due to the recent heavy rain. We've had news of three people being trapped and killed uh, in such uh, residential uh, infrastructures. Now, the government plans to help residents in such underground flats move to public homes, uh, as well as support renovation of these Panjia homes if residents want to stay due to financial issues. Now, despite the dangers, people do live there because they do tend to be a lot cheaper than uh, these so-called overground um, apartments. Now, also to get more people on the property ladder itself, the government will provide some 500,000 new homes to uh, newlyweds and young adults, as well as first-time buyers at levels below 70% of the market price. So it's basically similar or on par with the construction cost of the actual housing. Now, those eligible will be able to get a long-term mortgage as well of up to 40 years at low interest rates, but we are seeing interest rates increasing um, recently and more uh, interest rate hikes to come as well. So we'll have to see uh, how much of that uh, mortgage policy will come into fruition. Now, the government will gradually announce also designated sites for the new homes from October. It is also set to release a set of measures to facilitate reconstruction of decades-old apartment complexes as well, starting next month. Right. Um, seeing how this uh, housing plan gets executed, it would probably be an important factor 
also for the UN administration's approval ratings because the housing policy of the previous administration was considered overall to be uh, a, a not so successful one. Right. I mean, there was a lot of criticism for it, but the real estate uh, market issue, it's been a kind of a long-standing issue here in Korea. There's no really a simple quick fix to the issue. It takes time. We, uh, the Moon administration through a slew of policies to try and resolve the uh, situation, but uh, it hasn't really gotten any better. Uh, just the economic trend has resulted in housing prices kind of dipping slightly, but we'll have to see uh, if it is just a, a short-lived dip or uh, if it, it will be a continuing uh, bearish market. But uh, of course, we'll have to see. Absolutely. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Uh, jumping over to the uh, third keyword of the day. COVID jump. Seems like we can't get out of this tunnel. We, we see the end, you know, and it, we're just a couple of meters away, but we're running in place, it seems like, as the infection levels are, again, starting to spike here in Korea. That's right. Uh, now, this comes, uh, of course, amid this highly contagious Omicron uh, sub-variant BA.5 and others emerging as well. They're continuing to spread around the country, especially amid the summer travel season. A lot more people are out and about uh, during these months. Now, there were just under 180,000 new cases as of 9 p.m. yesterday, just to give you the latest figures. That is the highest since April 12th, so uh, in about four months, when the tally was just over 192,000. Now, the latest figure is up by more than 94,000 cases from the same time a day ago. Uh, the higher number also follows a long weekend for the National Liberation Day holiday. Uh, new daily infections fell below the 100,000 level Monday for the first time in uh, a week. That's mainly due to fewer tests over the extended weekend. Now, considering daily cases are counted until midnight, the daily tally that will be reported and announced today could surpass that 180,000 mark. Uh, the number of critically ill patients, the most concerning number, is also rising. It reached 563 yesterday. That is the highest since uh, April 26. There's also a rise in deaths with those over 60, making up the, the uh, majority. Uh, the number of reinfected people has also gone up as well. Uh, health officials say new virus cases may peak at around 200,000 this month before shrinking at kind of a slower pace. And they are closely monitoring the potential impacts of the summer vacation season, as well as the recent unfavorable weather conditions as well. Uh, and to better deal with the situation, the government plans to announce a plan by the end of this month on the possible introduction of an updated version of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine, which specifically targets this Omicron strain. And based on the results of the preliminary analysis, the KDCA will devise detailed plans, including when and how many volumes to introduce. But the official process for the potential approval is yet to begin. I see. Okay, and uh, let's jump over to the fourth keyword of the day. Yoon meets Gates. Yes, uh, as you guys might have heard, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates is in the country. And yesterday he had a chance to meet with President Yoon. Uh, rather than tech, which Bill Gates is was originally known for, now he's doing a lot of philanthropic work uh, and healthcare issues uh, surrounding pandemics and uh, also vaccines. How did this meeting go? 
Yeah, so Bill Gates, yeah, he's pretty much made a name for himself in terms of uh, philanthropy and uh, the health sector as well, basically focusing more on his uh, foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And Yoon told Gates that he desired to see Korea continue securing high-level biohealth technologies that serve the health of the global community. And he added that he hoped to work with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to this end. Uh, Yoon said he hopes the COVID-19 vaccine developed by SK Bioscience could be readily used to protect people in developing countries as well. Uh, Gates talked about how excellent a partner SK has been in making the country's very first COVID-19 vaccine and added he expects further cooperation with the country. Um, he said he hopes Korea could, uh, would take on a larger role as well in tackling global health threats to match the scale of the country's economy. Uh, Yoon said Gates has been a driving force in equitable distribution of vaccines and therapeutics over the pandemic. And he stressed that Gates's uh, contributions have been huge in achieving what he called health justice. Uh, and before his meeting with Yoon, Gates told the National Assembly that Korea is poised to be a leader in advancing global health security. There, he urged Seoul to take an active role in enhancing global health security after holding talks with uh, Speaker Kim Jin-pyo for around 40 minutes as well. So he's basically um, focusing on health during his trip here in Korea. Okay, and let's uh, switch gears uh, to politics. Give us the fifth keyword of the day. PPP feud. Okay, so the People Power Party is... Uh, mired in some controversy uh, and it has named members of its emergency leadership committee and this completes the leadership transition that removes suspended party chief Lee Jun-suk from office and his term basically started off the only time it was really bright was in the beginning when he first got uh, selected to be the party chairman and then from then on, it's all just been a downhill slide for him. But he's not going to go away without a fight. That's right. I mean, he was uh, picked because of his young age. And the PPP was trying to kind of revamp his image uh, to better suit the younger uh, population. Uh, but the PPP Standing National Committee meeting endorsed nine members of an emergency steering committee. It will be chaired by the party's interim chief, Chu Young, and also includes floor leader Kwon Song-dong. Other members include uh, former officials from Yoon's presidential transition team. Uh, so basically, it's pretty much comprised of people close to the president, uh, of which uh, Lee Jun-suk is not. Now, the steering committee also includes provincial and municipal council members. It will hold its first meeting tomorrow, in fact. And all this, of course, is angering Lee Jun-suk. He cried foul in a pretty tearful press conference last Saturday, where he pointed fingers at President Yoon's faction, uh, in the PVP, as well as uh, criticizing the president and his close associates as well, calling them out by name, resulting in backlash from party members, basically saying his response was a bit immature. Um, he has been making radio appearances as well to defend himself, and he's also filed for a court injunction against the PVP's decision, uh, and a ruling may actually come as early as today. And eyes are on whether this steering committee will pave the way for a normalization of party affairs, which of course has been uh, embroiled rather in an internal feud uh, for some time. Okay, then we'll have to uh, keep our eyes on that court decision that may come out today. But we're not. This is definitely not the end of uh, this spat that we are seeing right. within the PPP. Mm -hmm.
Aram, thank you as always for joining us in the early morning hours, and we'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.